Salutations and greetings. Welcome to Neville Mind Tricks, your friend in the Neville Sphere. Go, you know the you know the thing. Today, we're going to talk about how Neville dealt with parental alienation. How Neville dealt with parental alienation along with a couple of other topics. If any of you have been through a divorce or known anyone that's been through divorce, um, I know this has probably been going on since divorces existed but it seems to be more prevalent in recent years there's a phenomenon if you will called parental alienation and basically what that is is the the mother does everything in their power to prevent the father from having any involvement in the child's life after the divorce. Now, I'm not just picking on mothers because it does happen the other way as well. There are some fathers that do the same thing. They try to prevent the mother from having any involvement in the child's life. And this is barring any serious issues that can cause harm to the child or an instance where they caused harm to the child in the past. It's just pure, egoic, my kid, we're not together anymore, blah, blah, blah. It is what it is. Um, I'm sure with revision and anything, people that have gone through that, they can go back and change it, test it and see. If you know anyone that's gone through a similar situation, I'm always available to chat Neville Mind Tricks at gmail.com to bounce off ideas or whatnot. So Neville married his first wife. And it's funny because I'm going to talk about a story about the old me and the new me. And I don't remember his first wife's name. I want to say it was Mary. You're going to find out why that's funny later on. So, um, where was I? So Neville was married and had a son with his first wife. And for some reason, Neville said in his own words that him and his first wife were not right for each other. I think she was eight years his senior and from day one, they just knew they made a mistake, but they still, he bore her a child, if you will, a, a son named Joseph Goddard. And around the age of 12, Neville was given full custody of his son. What happened was his wife, who wasn't his ex-wife due to, in Neville's phraseology, the archaic laws of New York, 
I think one of the parties had to be insane, mentally insane for a period of at least seven years, or there had to be adultery. I did a podcast about this somewhat recently, but either way, Neville's wife would not give him a divorce, but she did have custody of the son and then gave full custody over to Neville when his son was around 12 years old, said, you know, he's a, he's a man now. It was a different time. You know how nowadays there's 20 year olds that still live at home with their mom. Neither here nor there, just uh, kind of pointing out the obvious. But at 12 years old, I don't know what it was. So Neville had full custody of his son. I don't know if there was a parental alienation. I don't know if that was a point of contention or dispute. But for anybody that has been through that situation in the past, that's a good success story, if you will. Let's see what Neville had to say about that situation. Taking into consideration her age, she's eight years my senior, and she's passing through a certain emotional state. And do be lenient. We have a son, and he lives with me. And I don't want anything to happen to his mother that would cast any shadow on his life. He is a wonderful boy. He's in my charge by law. He is in my home, lives with me, and I don't want anything to happen to her that in any way would reflect upon my son. The judge said, you know, in all my years. So that was Neville talking about when he was called in front of the judge to be a character witness for his wife who had committed shoplifting. Again, different times. Nowadays, if she committed shoplifting, she'd probably be celebrated in certain states and be in certain viral videos. Back to our regularly scheduled program. So long story short, this was the time where all the SP aficionados, you know how I feel about SP. I've done probably more podcasts about the SP than anything else. Maybe other topics as well. I don't know, but I know there's a lot about the SP. And it's just inane, cockamamie nonsense, which is why. So I feel if I could avoid somebody from following, falling into that barnyard algorithm they'll be better for that avoidance so what had happened was neville was dating he was with his second wife wilhelmina technically it was like his side woman a mistress because he was still married but she had gone to barbados and met his family they all loved her but he couldn't technically marry her because he was still married. But because of this character witness, serving as a character witness for his first wife, she served in the papers, they got divorced, and he was able to marry his second wife. So he did nothing about what these 
SP cult fanatics are saying that he did. It's like a recent story that I told about my niece who got a driver's license. She had a vehicle and she had this vehicle for over a year at least. I don't know what the situation was, but she didn't drive. I don't know if she didn't want to drive or if just the situation didn't allow it. doesn't matter, but she wasn't driving, but she had a vehicle. And so, say she manifested getting a license, which she did get a license, and then started driving the vehicle she already had. She didn't manifest a new car. She had a car. The car was sitting there. She manifested a license to grant her a legal documentation that would allow her to drive legally. Okay, so we have parental alienation. How Neville, possibly specifically with the details that some of the modern-day men and women have to deal with, was able to overcome and get full custody of his son, Joseph, who is the eldest of his two children. He went on to have a daughter named Victoria with his second wife, I believe was Wilhelmina, Bill, he called her. The last thing I want to talk about is being bad with names. Now, obviously, I'm bad with names in the sense that I don't remember Neville's wife's first wife's name. Yeah, I could look it up, but do you really care what his first wife's name is? In all due respect, it's just something that you could look up. Reminds me of the time that, um, well, it's a story, I don't know if this really happened, where Ford, what's his name, Henry Ford? Yeah, Henry Ford, the car guy. Which is funny because that's a kind of vehicle that my niece has, a Ford truck. But so he sued a newspaper because the newspaper said that he wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer. But he proved the fact that they were libel and slander because he held his own. But anyway, same thing. Why no... Neville's first or second wife's name where you know the name's not important. What's important is the person. Speaking of which, I traditionally have been really bad with names. Like I can meet a person. Hi, I'm Tom. Hi, Tom, I'm Jackson. And three words into whatever conversation we were having, I forgot Tom's name. Sometimes I'd call him Rick. Or whatever name came to mind. Sometimes I tried to go through the whole interaction without having to mention his name. Sometimes he got upset because I didn't remember her name, his name. Sometimes he didn't care. Sometimes I thought that was funny. Sometimes I struck up a conversation about how neither of us are good with names. I'm not good with names. But just like Neville's wives, I could pretty much tell you everything you want to know about them the exception of their names and it's like colleagues that I'll run into not so much anymore because I did go to school 
down in Tucson, which is a couple hour drive from where I live in the Phoenix area. So I don't run into many alums of either university or lower education, um, high school, middle school, that kind of thing. So I don't run into folks that I went to school with. But when I have in the past, or when I do, sometimes they'll talk about, oh, hey, do you remember this this person? No. They're like, you really don't remember that person? No, I have no clue what you're talking about. Um, you guys used to carpool for like a year. Yeah, I, funny, if you want to psychoanalyze me on that one, nevillemindtricks at gmail.com. But now I've made it a point to be better with names, to be good with names. Now, I'm not going to share the how-to because there's so much generic information floating around on the internets that you could find out what I did. If you're really curious, you can get a hold of me, nevillemindtricks at gmail.com, and I'll let you know. But so now I'm in a state of being proud of remembering names. Maybe you're good at names. Maybe you know somebody that's good at names. I've worked with people in the past that can remember the names of over 400 people. And not only that, they know the names of that person and can tell you a little bit about that person. Good for them. It worked for the situation they were in. And that's a good skill to have, I admit. But I'll also admit that I'm not that person. But I'm getting better at it. Old you, new you. What success stories can you share along the lines of old, new, new you? Is it being good with names? Is it being fill in the blank, this, that, or the other thing? Whatever it is you're doing, wishing you and yours the very best with this daily dose of Neville. Feel free to add a paragraph or so of some Neville reading or a minute or so of some Neville listening. Build a habit. Remember I said it only takes two days. I mean, less than a minute of Neville every day for three months. Probably be a different person than if you avoided listening to some negative news headlines. Just a thought. Do what you wish. And until next time, dream better than the best. You know? <laughs>